Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biagio in Washington, working on this program via remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan and Sudan this Monday, July 11th, 2022. A South Sudanese chief was gunned down today in fresh intercommunal violence in Numuli town of eastern Equatorial State. These people have blocked roads and also lay the chief and other two dead bodies on the road. And President Salvakir has ordered the suspension of a project to dredge tributaries of the Nile until a proper environmental study is done on the matter. To allow our citizens to participate in the consultation process without emotions, I am today freezing any plan, any plan dredging activities in the Sur region. We will have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Police in the South Sudan border town of Numuli say tensions are high after a traditional chief was killed today and two other people were killed over the weekend. The South Sudan National Police Service says it is investigating the deaths. Viola Elias reports for VOA from Juba. Nimule Town Police Inspector Major David Casmiro says the trouble started on Saturday when the cattle keeper suspected of coming from Ural County of Lake State abducted a number of men and stole hundreds of goods in Mugali Payam of Magui County in neighboring Eastern Equatorial State. In an exclusive interview with South Sudan in Focus, Casmiro says the bodies of two abducted men were found hanging from a tree yesterday. He says when the Madi community were meeting, this morning to discuss burial arrangements for the deceased in the office of Nimule traditional chief John Ebele, a young man suspected of being from Ural stormed into the meeting and tried to snap photos of the chief. Kasmiro says young people from the Madi community attending the meeting told the young man to stop taking pictures. He says the man retrieved his gun from outside then began firing at random and shot and killed the chief. Kasmiro says the Madi community outraged over the killing of their relatives began protesting today. These people have blocked roads and also lay the chief and other two dead bodies on the road. They have been burning tires on the roads. As we speak, there is no movement of vehicles along Juba Numuli Road. This is the Madi youth doing that as they are annoyed and are are protesting over the incident. South Sudan National Police Service spokesperson Major General Daniel Justin confirms tension are high in Nimule Town, but a suspect is in custody. This tension, but uh, we managed to arrest the suspect, and still forces are there on standby for any other further investigation of the case. There is tension, but we are monitoring very closely. Authorities are investigating the motive behind the killing. In May, 21 civilians were killed and an unknown number of cattle were reportedly stolen during a raid in Magui County, Mugali's Payam. Two policemen on patrol in Nimule Town were also killed in a revenge attack. Local leaders say more than 1,000 families have been displaced, dozens killed and several others injured since fighting broke out between an armed pastoralist and farmers 
in Mogali Payam. For VOA News, I am Viola Elias in Juba. South Sudan President Salvakir has suspended all planned dredging activities in the Sud wetland covering parts of the Bahar Ghazal and Afanai regions until an environmental and social impact assessment is done. For VOA News, Waki Simon Udu reports from Juba. President Salvakir said he is directing the Ministry of Environment and Forestry to begin the process of conducting environmental and social impact studies on dredging plans. To allow our citizens to participate in the consultation process without emotions, I am today freezing any plan, any plan dredging activities in the Sud region until credible professional evidence-based studies are carried out on the impact of dredging both on the surrounding communities and their ecosystem. Kir announced the decision during his remarks on the eve of the country's independence anniversary on Saturday. Many people welcomed the decision, but some residents in Unity State who have been hit by floods condemned it. Michael Gatkor Barar is a resident of Mayam County in Unity State, which has flooded repeatedly. He says it's unfortunate that Kir's decision comes without immediate aid for the flood victims. Barar says continuous flooding in the area has destroyed farming and grazing lands and led to the spread of waterborne diseases. The situation, he says, leaves humans and cattle with no food. Another way it went to affect us is that you see most of most of the part of the unity state, like for instance, we have a place called Kaika in the northern part of Mayum. You'll find that in that place there was an oil spill in that end. So when the water, flood water mixed with that oil spill, then it intoxicates the water themselves. And you even find any creature can die under such the environment and it was so dangerous. If cow goes there, then you must know that it will die. And if human brings from there, then there will be different. Kao Kong, another flood victim in Unity State, says Kir's decision will prolong the suffering of those being displaced by floods. Currently, we only consider dredging, but if dredging is impossible, then uh, we can also opt for uh, a, a permanent die, for instance. Yeah. You see, if, if that can be afforded, then we can go for it. During World Environment Day event in Juba last week, South Sudanese leaders and environmental experts spoke repeatedly about the dredging issue. Mostly opposed to the plan unless there is an environmental assessment first. Minister of Youth and Sports Albino Ball said dredging the River Nam and the Sutu region is a national issue that requires a collective but a scientific approach. By the way, dredging into four By the way, dredging has benefits. Its benefits could be that goods and services can be able to come from coast in Sudan to Wau, could come from coast up to Juba. But if environmental studies specifically about dredging, if the benefits are less, it's better for us to leave it. South Sudan Minister for Environment and Forestry Josephine Nafon says her ministry's position is very clear. No dredging will be permitted without the conduct of an environmental social impact assessment and other hydrological studies reviewed and approved by the Ministry of Environment. 
since local media reported in early June that unidentified individuals imported equipment from Egypt to dredge rivers and tributaries of the Nile and sweet wetlands, people argued for and against the dredging. Minister Nafon calls on politicians to stop making provocative statements on dredging. This issue must not be politicized because it is purely science and research. That will inform our decision. I urge all our political leaders of this country not to issue statements that only will raise tempers and cause instability in our country. At the World Environment Day event, Nafon said damaging the country's environment remains a threat to effective governance in South Sudan. For VNOs, I'm working Simon Wudu in Juba. Some South Sudanese say they want a proposed sexual and reproductive health bill in the East African Legislative Assembly to include provisions on prevention of teenage pregnancies and access to universal health care. Bishop James Lagos of the Africa Inland Church says the bill should address practices that are harmful to sexual and reproductive health, which he says include female genital mutilation, abortion, and early child marriage. Ding Magot files this report from Juba. Members of the East African Legislative Assembly conducted a public hearing on the proposed East African Community Sexual and Reproductive Health Bill 2021 in Juba last week. If approved, the bill is expected to protect the sexual and reproductive health rights of all persons in the East African community and provide sexual and reproductive services as part of the universal health coverage of citizens in each partner state. Bishop James Lagos, a bishop with the Africa Inland Church, says harmful practices including female genital mutilation, early child marriage and abortion should be addressed in the bill. We have to come and sit down again and see where the controversies are and we have to see where the disagreements are. Because most of these articles that have been uh, circulated is about uh, some of the rights and it's also about some of the practices that are not healthy, that need to be uh, removed. And uh, we, we have to make sure that we have a better approach in, when it comes to in terms of uh, sexual issues, health and abuses and things like that. Mukulia Kennedy Ayason, a lawmaker representing South Sudan in the East African Legislative Assembly in Arusha, Tanzania, says after gathering information from the public, East African community lawmakers will consider various clauses, including one that states those who commit gender-based violence will pay a stiff penalty. We have clause 21 of the bill where you commit a crime related to GVP, you are subject to imprisonment of 10 years or payment of an equivalent of 10,000 US dollars. Ayaso notes that while incidents of gender-based violence are high and teenage pregnancies are on the rise, access to health care is low. He says he wants the bill to enable South Sudan to reach the level of health care services of other partner states in East African community. The committee will sit to review all the views taken from South Sudan, from Rwanda, from Burundi, from uh, Uganda, United Republic of Tanzania and Kenya and see how to harmonize the views. And from there the bill will be subjected to second reading 
and the second reading will now go to third reading where it becomes an act of the, the assembly but then it will never become a law until it is ascended to by the six presidents ISON notes all six presidents must approve the bill or it does not become law Diana Joseph Wani a representative of the South Sudan Women with Disability Network says she is glad EAC lawmakers are seeking views on the bill from the public, including persons living with disabilities. I was very happy because in the article about the comprehensive and inclusive sexuality education in, in eight, it mentioned teachers, parents, so, and so many people, but people with disabilities were not included. So we are happy that we people with disabilities are in. Member of Parliament, Rutazana Francine, who represents Rwanda in the East African Legislative Assembly, says the bill is important because it will help South Sudanese access sexual and reproductive health services. What we are collecting now will be uh, the views of the people. And uh, the people we have in the, the room, the stakeholders we have, we have also the representatives from the assembly. And uh, those people from the assembly are the ones representing the people. Whatever they will be agreeing on, it will be the, the one which will be uh, considered in the bill. The 2021 East African Community Sexual and Reproductive Health Bill says partner states are committed to cooperate generally in health and specifically in the development of reproductive health and to harmonize national health policies and regulations in order to achieve quality health within the community. The bill also states EAC citizens should have universal access to sexual and reproductive health care services, including family planning, information and education, and the integration of reproductive health international strategies by 2030. For VOA News, I am Ding Magot in Juba. listening to South Sudan in focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, we hear from South Sudanese refugees living in the Sudanese capital Khartoum on celebrating their country's Independence Day. Stay tuned. South Sudan in focus is now on WhatsApp. Send us a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on South Sudan in focus. We look forward to hearing from you on WhatsApp. That number again, plus one, two, zero, two, six, three, zero, eight, zero, one, one. You're listening to South Sudan in focus on the voice of America. Some South Sudanese refugees living in Sudan say they have not celebrated South Sudan's independence for the past eight years because there's nothing to celebrate in a refugee camp. Some refugees say the independence anniversary should be celebrated at home and in a peaceful environment. The refugees call on the South Sudan government to restore peace and stability so they can return to their homes. Michael Atit reports for VOA from Khartoum. Some South Sudanese refugees living in camps across Sudan say there was nothing to celebrate on South Sudan's 11th independence anniversary, which was Saturday. They say for the past eight years, they have faced tough living conditions in refugee camps while the political and economic situation in Sudan deteriorates. 
Pagan Chol fled from Melakal town of Upper Nile State in 2013 when war broke out between forces loyal to President Salva Kiir and those loyal to the current first Vice President Riek Machar. Speaking by phone from Al Kashafa refugee camp in Sudan's White Nile State, Chol says he would only celebrate the true independence of his country if authorities restore lasting peace and stability back home. Chol says it was our wish that we celebrate the 11th anniversary of our independence in South Sudan, but the situation could not allow us to do so. We have been monitoring the situation in our country since January so that we can go. But to our dismay, Chol says the security situation is still the same. He says all the refugees in the camp really want to go back to South Sudan. Another refugee, Julia Ramadan, also speaking from Al-Kashafa camp, says she could not celebrate the independence anniversary because her status as refugees does not allow her to do so in a foreign country. Speaking to this program via phone, Ramadan says she finds it hard to explain to her six children the meaning of the independence of South Sudan. We don't have any option to celebrate because we are staying in another country as refugees. If we were in South Sudan, we would have joyfully gone on the streets, beat drums and celebrate the day. We only saw people last night celebrating on the streets in Juba on social media. South Sudan gained independence from Sudan on July 9, 2011. Achol Deng lives in Sudan Jadid Kam in Jebel Auli, locality of Khartoum State. She says it is meaningless to celebrate South Sudan's independence when its citizens are displaced and face hard living conditions. Deng says if the South Sudan government could understand the impact of displacement on families, it would work hard to restore peace and allow people to go back to their homes. The government initiated war and tribalism in South Sudan, which displaced some of us and are now living far away from our homes and are staying in makeshifts. Some of our kids are taking a tough road to Libya and are being killed. Deng appeals to authorities in South Sudan to consider the refugees' situation and work to bring stability so that refugees return home and contribute to the country's development. We need our country to develop and prosper so that we are able to go back. Our wish is that all the fighting and tribalism in South Sudan stop so that we go back. We are now living in open areas and under trees. We need this to come to an end so that we can go back to our country. Sudan hosts nearly 900,000 South Sudanese refugees. The United Nations said in May that more than 500,000 are living in White Nile and Khartoum states. For VOA News, I am Michael Atit in Khartoum. And we have more voices of South Sudanese living in Juba and across the country weighing in on their country's 11th independence anniversary this past weekend. South Sudan Focus reporter Manyang David Mayar gathered the voices. Um, and my name is uh, Igama Felix. Um, I'm a South Sudanese. So uh, it was really when I compared the feelings of mine uh, uh, in uh, like way back in 2005, it was really joyful and some of us really said tears because we were born in the uh, during wars and grew up also during the war. So when we got our first independence, it was really so much joyful. So we as South Sudanese. Uh, the situation uh, in the middle changed, so we need to really kind of reflect back into the situation that uh, we face. Our fathers lost their lives, others died during the process of uh, achieving what we call uh, independence of South Sudan, which is today. So 
let's reflect back to the past, which was 2005, and we change and we make our country a better place to be. Let uh, John Garang, the fallen hero, he, he died because of us. So let's reflect back for his struggle and we get a good South Sudan that we need to be. My name is Nyakor Pal. Yes, I'm happy that we're celebrating our 11 years of uh, being independent in South Sudan. But honestly, as per my opinion, I don't see us, we, I don't see like we've made much progress. I don't think that we've made a lot of progress right now because it feels like we're still the same like we were back then in is it 2000, 2011 when we got our independence. I feel like we're still the same. I haven't seen much improvement, but we are trying. We're on the right track. But then I feel like if we put more effort, we can make South Sudan a better place because for 11 years, the country hasn't improved that much. Like I'm seeing uh, the roads are still the same. The, the infrastructure is still really bad. So I feel if the president puts more focus on the locals and he tries to work with them and sees their views of how the country should be maybe he'll try to make South Sudan a better place before maybe we make 15 years because for 11 years we are we are really not developing okay my name is Isaac Makuru we are now almost 11 years or something like that without enjoying it we get it but it is difficult for us to enjoy it we are pray hard uh, uh, to go, let God interfere in our politician, let them make uh, deal with the voice of the citizen of South Sudan, especially me, like my age. I'm now 43 years. I supposed to enjoy, start enjoying, but I, I don't know. Maybe remain only a few days without enjoying our independence. That's what we have fought for. Uh, but uh, for me, I like I cannot enjoy it again. But I enjoy, I joined the movement since I was 18 years. You see, from there up to this age, it's difficult. My name is Ayan Beke. Yeah, I was outside of the country because of the wars that have been going on in my country. Uh, I can tell you that I was not born here. I was born in Kenya, and it is because of these wars that made us to move in such countries where we are born from. And uh, when I came here in 2018, I did not see what people were going through that time the way I was seeing it on TV. When I came here to South Sudan, I started working at school, and I've seen the school services are not different from that one of East Africa where we have been studying. So those things which are developing, I really see that we are going forward, and I see in, maybe in the next five years we shall be far. Yes. Uh, I'm by name Mansour Ismail. It is very good that we, we gain our independence from Arabs. Uh, since now we are independent, uh, what we really we are not happy we did the, the celebration of independence. Actually, we hopefully always we like to celebrate our independence. Although there is a problem, what we need to celebrate it. Uh, the problem now, since we got our independence, we really we have a lot of difficulties in this country. For, for example, we have health facilities, roads, insecurity in the country. This is what is making really we are not happy with our government. Government should improve in that thing. Yeah, my name is Viola Peace John, and I'm really very happy. Since that year up to now, I've not seen anything bad. So I thank God for that, that everything should continue like this. Okay, I've not seen anything bad. The good things that I've seen, the security is okay. So people can move. There's nothing bad. In terms of development, since it's still going on when, there's nothing bad. Things are going on okay. Yeah, economically, nowadays things are increasing, but sometimes they also drop down. Yeah, they are not fixed. The prices are not fixed.
it depends from the dollar rate. Since now things are very expensive at the market, if you go there, everything needs money. My name is Joyce Simon from South Sudan. The day we get independent was a nice and the celebration, first celebration, all of us South Sudanese, we celebrate together with a peace, with a love. Uh, people was united, people was one. But uh, the way things has happened, accidents happens, war, yeah, it spoil everything from us. We South Sudanese, we believe that we get independent. We know that independence is ours. The time we get independent, we see our flag on the sky, all of us South Sudanese, we was happy. People was one. My name is uh, Mayor Daniel. We have a problem in South Sudan. The, inco- the economy in South Sudan is not good. So, Motini in the South in South Sudan, so they are suffering for 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 economic. We have a good security, but uh, economic is not good. My name is Lucy Wilson. I'm a South Sudanese. I'm happy about the independence because we are not free. We are not free to move. We can do anything of our own. We are very happy because we have everything. We can work. There is everything about it. Okay, my name is Adora Lewayen, and all I can really say is that I'm proud of my country. We're making progress. Things are moving slowly, but they're moving forward. I feel like we all have a duty to improve the country and make it better. Those were voices of some South Sudanese living in Juba and other parts of the country expressing their feelings about their country's 11th independence anniversary celebrated this past weekend. This is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. Hello, I'm VOA health correspondent Linor Moudou. The World Health Organization and Africa Centers for Disease Control say we all can help fight the global pandemic by frequently washing our hands or using hand sanitizers. For more information on protecting yourself and others, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC. And remember to listen to VOA for the latest on COVID-19. That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. All right. Sudanese child. <laughs> and that's all for this Monday's edition of South Sudan in Focus. I am your host, Nabil Biagio. Thanks for allowing us into your homes, cars, and on your phones. Join us again tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. <laughs>
Jorunku 